This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Transition offensively. Morgan Riley back. McDavid beat him. Rich shot score. Beautiful move. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Riley. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. On the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chad. Well, it's showtime, everybody. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Reed Wilkins. Happy to be broadcasting to you tonight. Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630 Chad. And we will continue to be Oilers and Eskimos Radio when those seasons resume or get going. So here's the deal, everybody. It's it's unprecedented times here. And uh, I'm going to be talking to you every night. And I have always enjoyed talking to you every night. And one thing I have often said in my own weird way when speaking to my listeners, the 14 of you who tune in night after night and for some reason have an odd affiliation with this show, I love you. And I'm here for you. So I'll tell you what. If anybody just needs to talk, maybe you've been by yourself. Maybe you're missing the Oilers. Maybe you're missing sports. Maybe you want to tell me what movie or album you listen to on the weekend. The phone lines are just going to be open. 780-496-0063. You can text 780-496-0063. It's a talk show, and I'm happy to talk to you. And, uh, you know, one thing I often said about this job, and this was, uh, we were, uh, well, this was nearing the end of my seventh Oilers season of uh, of, broadca- of being part of the broadcast crew and doing the face-off show and overtime open line. And uh, I often said that doing overtime open line after Oilers games for most seasons wasn't really doing a sports show, it was doing a therapy show. And sometimes just listening. Because let's face it, the team sucked most of the time. This year they didn't. They were probably going to the playoffs and maybe there will be playoffs. No, we don't know for sure. The NHL is still hopeful. I don't know. I think it's going to be tough. But but a lot of that I, I, a lot of that I learned over the years was when you're hosting a talk show, sometimes you just have to be a listener. And uh, I couldn't, uh, you know, Rob Brown and I couldn't solve the Oilers' problems. We probably couldn't even make you feel better about how lousy the team was a lot. But sometimes you just have to listen. So I've decided I'm not going to change that approach. For anybody who uh, likes Inside Sports or likes me or likes 6:30 Chad, if you ever just you need to call in and say, uh, damn it, Reed, I wish there was hockey or, uh, I, you know, I had to self-isolate and didn't really get to talk to anybody all of today, all of yesterday, then, then why not? That's the least I can do is give you a voice on the talk show I host. 
So that's what I say to you, and we're going to keep doing that uh, going forward. And somebody's already calling in, so we will get to that individual in a second. Here's what I can tell you from the world of sports. The uh, NHL players have been told by the league that they can go home to their actual uh, homes, not to the home in the city they live in, to wherever they're from, including the players from Europe. They're obviously going to have to self-quarantine when they get to their destination. The NHL has said this. Now, the the Center for Disease Control has said, like, we, we can't gather for... For uh, for but for what is it? Eight weeks, about sixty days here. That that we can't gather. We can't have these large gatherings. So the NHL has said there is the potential of having a training camp to bring everybody back forty-five days into this sixty-day period. So going by that, May eleventh is the first day that hockey could sometime resume. I probably don't have to tell you about all the proposed formats for. Uh, tournaments, play-in tournaments. I mean, I even saw a proposal today where all 31 teams would make the playoffs, but the lower-down team in the standings would have to play extra rounds and kind of move up the ladder. So that, so that's the news from the NHL. I don't know if we're going to be able to get this thing going. We all know that we are in a situation here that is not going to go away in a week or two. Uh, you know, any any doctor or expert you see, anybody who knows about infectious diseases, is saying that life is going to change probably for months. And then hopefully, uh, you know, we get back to it after that. I am hopeful we would see something this spring, but I certainly can't promise that. And then there are a lot of signs that it wouldn't be. Major League Baseball has uh, pushed opening day back indefinitely. Uh, the NFL is going ahead with its draft on April 23rd to 25th. But they're going to see how they're going to do that. A lot of events around the draft in Las Vegas have been called off. Jordan, you're on with Reed. Thanks for calling in. What do you need to say? Oh, just uh, oh, just uh, times like this makes me really uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, I know it's tough to, to kind of talk about sports when there's nothing going on, but I usually uh, I usually feed the cows and in the tractor, listen to you guys, the pregame show or your sports show, and I just thought I'd phone in and thank you for uh, for all the great shows, and uh, and it just kind of made me realize how much I really appreciate you guys in in your shows. Well, I appreciate you, Jordan, and uh, look, it, it's. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen in the next few hours. We're going to do a show that's still going to have a sports focus. We're going to find stories. We're, we're still going to try to have a laugh or two along the way. I mean, we still got uh, we still got lives, and we're still trying to connect with people. Uh, but thank you very much for calling, and thanks for listening. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Shout-out to the Lloydminster Bobcats. There we go. Thank you, Jordan. Getting a shout-out to the uh, Junior A team I used to cover for seven years of my broadcasting career. Justin's online, too. Go ahead, Justin. Hey, how you doing, Reed? Quite well. Good. Uh, definitely missing hockey and sports, but there's obviously things going on now that are far more important than that. So we're all just trying to pull through and see what happens here. And uh, I just wanted to take an opportunity to come on and say that the scarier thing right now than the actual virus that's going around is the fact that it seems like we might run out of food here in the grocery store soon and if you don't get there first thing in the morning and you have to go to work and you go there at the end of the day everything is gone from the shelves and this is becoming a reality for a lot of people people with kids people who can't get out when they need to and people who line up just to get into the store and then find nothing there and it's becoming very scary and stressful and I just wanted to say once out on the air that I 
begging people to stop going and depleting the shelves of all the food just because they get in there and they can get their hands on it. Because this is going to mess things up for a lot of people for a long time to come. It's going to take weeks for things to just start getting restocked properly. And it's very scary. Yeah, Justin, I think that's a good point. we we got to think of others as well of our, uh, as ourselves through this. So thanks exactly. for chiming in, man. And thank you for listening, okay? Yeah, take care. Okay, that is Justin calling in on line 2, 780-496-0063. We also have Daryl on the line. Hi, Daryl, go ahead. Hey, Reed, how's it going? I'm doing okay, man. Thanks for calling. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think of some kind of sports thing we can help you out with. So uh, what I'm thinking about doing is breaking out the horseshoe games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. Well, I think standard uh, yards are, uh, what, 40 or 45 feet? So you don't have to stand right next to somebody. That's right. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Now, Daryl, where are you though? Do we don't we need some grass to play to do horseshoes? <laughs> uh, well, I'm down in New Brunswick, so I'm going to have to get the tiger torch out and then melt all the snow on the lawn, right? Oh, okay. Now, Daryl, how co- how come you listen to Chet? Are you originally from Alberta? Oh, I was out west uh, for years there, and then uh, you guys keep people informed and all that stuff, and not trying to blow smoke up your butt. But uh, you guys actually put on a really good show. Well, we appreciate that. It's uh, it's important that we're keeping people informed uh, throughout this. Now, are you an Oilers fan? Uh, well, yeah. It's uh, for when the Oilers first won years ago, and uh, when they shut down Jasper F. That was pretty cool. Oh, nice, awesome. Well, Daryl, tell you what, if you if you get a horseshoe tournament going, we'll do updates. Okay. Hey, right. well, that's what we're <laughs> looking to help you out with, eh? Right on. Thanks for calling in, Daryl. As Daryl at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Well, that's I never thought of that. That is a sport we could potentially. There's social distance involved because of the distance between the the pegs you're throwing to. There's certainly some drama. How's the horseshoe going to bounce? Are you going to get a ringer, or is it going to just spin off? Vince on line five. Go ahead, Vince. Hey, hope you everybody's having a good evening. Just had an idea about uh, maybe for content for your show was uh, since they're not playing, uh, everybody's always interested in all the players, and it'd be nice maybe on each each night to have a different player for the next while and and uh, talk about them, how they got into the sport, how they uh, ended up at the Oilers, and and uh, the fans can actually get to know their players a little bit better. Well, I'll tell you what, Vince, we're we're definitely going to have athletes on. For the time being, the NHL is not making the players available. Maybe that'll change. Maybe there will be some uh, some content along those those lines. I think they're kind of being careful with uh, with letting the players uh, speak, given the the sensitivity of the topic. But we're we're going to have interesting people on, and we're going to have storytellers on. So I hope you're around oh, for that. For sure. Well, you guys have been uh, so. Um, so in depth with the Oilers, I'm sure that even as announcers and and people who went around along with the Oilers would would probably have some really good stories on each one of them. Anyway, so right anyway, thanks. Have a great night. Thanks, Vince. And we also got Robert on line six. Uh, Robert, go ahead. Hey, how you doing, Reed? Always good. enjoy your show. Yeah, two um, two points in March is worth two points in October. You got that right, baby. I'm glad we banked them when we had the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, I wanted to just uh, comment on your one of your previous callers' uh, uh, portrayal of, of grocery store shelves. I completely support what he's saying about don't overbuy because there's other people who need it just like you do. 
But I also want to tell you that in the last 24 hours, I did a little grocery survey myself. I went to two Savons, a superstore, two Safeways, and two Walmarts, and I can report that with the that almost everything is fully in stock. The produce is there. The meats are there. Uh, there are a couple of exceptions to that. What the shelves are bare for sugar, rice, beans, and toilet paper. Now the beans and toilet paper, I can see that going together. Oh, jeez. Okay. But for the most part. The shelves are not stripped at all, and in fact, the grocery stockers are busily re- resupplying the shelves as fast as they can. So, I at least my experience on those half dozen stores across a variety of brands is is that any sort of panic surge is over, and things are getting normally resupplied through the uh, supply chain. Okay. Thanks, Robert. I look forward to talking hockey with you when we get back. Me too, man. All right. Go oil. That is Robert, 780-496-0063. Graham, you're up next on the phone line. i got to call a quick timeout. I wanted to do it at about 6.20, but I, I'm going to get to Graham's call after the commercial. But I'm going to do it before 7, just for fun. And it was, uh, it was a month ago today. We're going to play the entire overtime, Oilers against Carolina. One of the best games of the year, and Jack was incredible, and Jack's on the show tonight, too. of the Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Okay, news update every half hour here on 630 Chet. 18 new cases of COVID-19 in Alberta today. The total in the province is up to 74. There is at least one confirmed case in every health zone. Uh, everything you need on globalnews.ca, 630ched.com as uh, well. And, uh, yeah, just uh, learn what's learn what's happening, learn about social distancing, learn about the do's and don'ts. Being educated is very important through all this. Graham on line one, go ahead. Hey, the strangest thing happened Saturday night when I was trying to watch some hockey. Looking around, couldn't find anything on the TV, and I look around, there's this lady sitting beside me. Turns out I'm married. <laughs> No, great. That that is very good. I did not know where that was going to go, but, but that 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 is very good. We all need a little humor interjected here once in a while. Well, I agree. We still got to be human, and and part of being human involves taking care of each other, and everybody's going to commit to doing that. And part of being human involves making each other laugh sometimes, regardless of what's going on. So, thank you for that, Graham. Are you are you no missing problem. are you missing hockey a lot? How are you dealing with it? Uh, not too bad. It's but yeah, it's. Hockey night in Canada has always been a tradition of my family. We, when I was a little kid in Saskatchewan, so yeah, it, when it's not there, it's kind of uh, it's a void. It's kind of strange at this time of year, for sure. But Graham, thanks for tuning in, and thank you for calling. No problem. So, if you missed Graham's joke, he said he was uh, he was looking for a hockey game to watch, flipping through channels, and then he looked over, and there was someone next to him on the couch, and it turns out he's married. That was very good. That was really good. We have Len on line three. Hello, Len. You're on Inside Sports. Hi, we, uh, Reed. How are you doing? Doing all right. I have a question, and it may sound silly, but uh, I've been, uh, and I thought maybe I'm just hearing things. Okay. But when there's a hockey game on, 
it's either on I guess television or on the radio when the when it seems like when the the guys go uh, across the blue line uh, there's a noise and it sounds it to me it sounds like a puck hitting the uh, the, the the post you know that noise yeah uh, and when, I'm wondering I always seem to hear it when they cross the blue line now is that a message to the players that it's clean or is it just something that I'm uh, maybe I've had too much to drink or what <laughs> well I could be Len but no but uh I don't know for sure like usually the linesman will yell no or good about an offside yeah I know I hear I, I, I don't hear know yeah. um there are microphones along the glass Um, that do pick things up, and I believe those are usually stationed around the blue line, so maybe it's the way skates sound. I I don't know what would sound like the puck hitting the post line. I'm sorry. I'm not sure about that. Okay, well, I I thought, you know, I mean, if if there was such a thing, of all people, you would know that. Well, I appreciate your faith in me, but apparently I've let you down, Len. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, it just just bugged me. What is that noise? And it sounds, that's exactly what it sounds like. You know, somebody takes a shot and bang and it bounces off the post and there's that distinct noise that sound and i'm thinking well maybe do they not have um cameras that are go back and forth that are that maybe hit 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 the end or something and oh. it's just a noise or i don't know yeah i because don't think those they, micro, it's, yeah. it's the microphones that are picking it up well whenever we're back i'll, I'll you'll have to send me a note so i can watch for that yeah well, i was gonna say like back in the day when we had hockey uh, somebody text. Somebody just wrote into me that said that Koskinen slaps the post when the players cross the blue line. I guess maybe okay. maybe maybe to help set himself in the net. And I'm glad somebody wrote me that because I've honestly never noticed that. And I watch you know, all that, the games. That's, that's might, entirely possible. He might so slap the do, post with his stick. Yeah, I'm going to listen to if we ever get hockey back, or as soon as we get it back. I'm going to listen to some other teams and see if uh, if it happens with them. Maybe it's something you know that what? goalies do. Several people are now texting in that that's what Koskinen does when a player crosses the line. And in almost okay. two years of watching him, I have never noticed that. So I'm glad people are helping me out. There we go. Okay. Well, of course, you wouldn't see that because you're always uh, you're watching the game from a different place. You don't watch it like I do on television or on listen on the radio, right? Uh, well, the road games I watch on TV. But you yeah. think I would have seen that at some point. I guess I'm watching yeah. other things. I've, I've never noticed that sound. So thank okay, you for well, that. Keep, keep an ear out and uh, see what happens. All right. Thanks, Len. Yeah, Take good care. Show. Thanks. Appreciate it. Okay, here's what we're going to do after the news. We are going to bring Derek Dennis onto the show. Derek was a uh, star offensive lineman in the CFL. He's now been playing in the XFL. And uh, as you know, that league is one of the many that are, are suspended here. Jack Michaels is at 7, so hopefully around 10 to 7, we'll play that entire overtime from one month ago today when the Oilers were able to beat the Carolina Hurricanes. That was a classic game and a classic call by Jack. All coming up. You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Okay, good to have you tuning in tonight. Thanks for all your phone calls in the first half hour. We will have uh, open line time regularly as we take you through Inside Sports and the suspension or pausing or cancellation of a lot of sporting events that we usually 
talk about. Thank you so much for tuning in. Jack Michaels is going to join us in about half an hour. Between 7.30 and 8, we'll have Ian Reid on the show. He's the athletic director at the University of Alberta. A lot of uh, U Sports uh, championships got called off over the last uh, few days, including the women's hockey tournament. The Pandas were at that. Uh, The Pandas and Golden Bears volleyball teams were at national tournaments and some impact on recruiting as well with uh, the impact of the coronavirus. I'm uh, pleased to welcome to the show a gentleman who, for the last several seasons, has been one of the best offensive linemen linemen in the Canadian Football League. In fact, he was voted the most outstanding O-lineman in 2016, won the Grey Cup in 2018. He's been a CFL All-Star, and he had been playing in the XFL, which is uh, where his story is going to take us tonight. Derek Dennis is on the line. Derek, you're on with Reed. Thanks for coming back on the show. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good, Reed. How you doing, man? Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, well, I appreciate you you coming on to to give us an update and tell your story. I, I mean, I've had you on in the past as a as a current CFL player, and I, I don't even know do, do I call you a current XFL player, or Derek, or what's the league is suspended? What are what are you hearing? What's going on? Um, I'm, I'm pretty much a free agent right now in terms of the sense of all football. I mean, I'm free to go wherever I like. So. Um, I guess just a lot of a lot of X everything. <laughs> right, playing for the uh, yeah. playing for the New York Guardians. You guys were three and two when the when the season shut down. Derek, where yeah. are you now, and what is life like there? Uh, right now, I'm still in New York. I'm at my parents' home. Unfortunately, I don't live in New York anymore. I live in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, so that's where my girlfriend and my kid is. Uh, but, you know, everything's pretty much getting uh, locked down and, and, and quarantined pretty much these next couple of days, so uh, I won't be able to travel back to Arizona. So I'll have to have uh, with my parents and my sisters in New York for a little bit. And uh, that's kind of going to be the situation I'm in right now. Wow. Okay. Well, how how would you describe the the reaction in New York? I mean, I've seen stuff that uh, you know you can't go out for dinner and theaters are, are closed. And here in Canada, we're we're doing social distancing, and a lot of people are working from home. And I, and I think most people are are taking things pretty seriously. How would you describe it uh, where you are? Uh, I think. Uh, I mean, honestly, I really don't know the tone because uh, even after you know. You know, a lot of the sporting events or you know, my game that was supposed to be played Saturday got canceled. Uh, it didn't really stop. Like, nothing didn't really feel out of the ordinary. Like, there's still people outside. You can still go places. You can still see people. So I didn't see anything out of the ordinary. But I think now that, you know, the mayor, the, the governor of New York was on the news today basically saying that all businesses outside of, you know, gas stations, postal uh, pharmacies, like, you know, essential government jobs, Everyone has to pretty much, you know, lock up and stay home. So uh, that's kind of the situation it is right now. Uh, there's actually uh, supposedly an imposed curfew going on in New York and especially in New Jersey. Thinks an imposed curfew of 8 p.m. So I think uh, if you're out past 8 p.m. and, 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 the, po- and the police or, or somebody see you, I think, uh, you know, you can get in trouble for that. So Derek comes of it, but... yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I I, I kind of know the answer, I think, but I, I want to ask and, and just get it in your words. I mean, can you describe the 
I mean, look, we all know this is being done because of human safety, and this is a serious illness, but just how do you sort of describe the the disappointment of having a, a, a season wiped out and, and having a virus like this sort of uh, take over what everybody's talking about? I, I mean, I understand it. Uh, I get it. You know, people have to kind of, you know, protect themselves and you know, just do everything, basic necessity that you have to do already, you know, wash your hands, uh, don't, you know, go out if you're not feeling well or, you know, make sure you get the attention and seek the attention you need if you're not feeling well. But uh, as an athlete, you know, it's hard because livelihood is how I feed my family. This is how, you know, I keep a roof and clothes on people I love back. So to be able not to have the opportunity to uh, do my job is rough. Um, it was a big opportunity for me, you know, just to have an opportunity to be able to play football back home in the States and play the game like I grew up playing and have being able to do it in my own backyard, being a New York native, being able to play med life and do stuff like that. I had a lot of people want to come to the game and see me this past weekend, and I was going to get my first start and probably start the rest of the XFL season. So um, it was a lot of opportunities that I was looking forward to having that I felt, that I haven't had in a while, and it just didn't work out that way. I don't think anybody foreseen what was going to be in the world right now today. And this is what the situation is. Derek Dennis joining us on Inside Sports Offensive Lineman. He had been playing in the uh, XFL season, which uh, got halfway through until they had to call things off. And, of course, you know him playing uh, in the Canadian Football League as well, where he was an outstanding offensive lineman. Derek, how, how would you describe the, the caliber of play in the XFL? Oh, it's very good, man. I, it's a different level of play from the CFL because the CFL game is a different type of athletes that you that's able to succeed in CFL that probably don't have that same success in the NFL because it's a different game. Uh, at least in terms for me, being on the, in the trenches and the offensive line, defensive line, uh, it's a lot more physical, guys are stronger just because the size of the athletes are way bigger than they are in Canada. You know what I'm saying? You go from playing, you know, 230-pound or 200, uh, you know, on the bigger side, 240-pound defensive end to now having a block of 200 and 70 or 280-pound defensive end or going against a 310 or 350-pound defensive tackle, you, you don't get that size of linemen in Canada. So, um, you know, just because due to the bigger field, you got to be a little more shifty, you know, you work in a lot more space. You know, everything here is pretty much, you know, nose-to-nose, you know, big collisions. You got to be able to move people and be strong. So um, the level of play is, is really is really different here because of the uh, I'm not gonna say it's one is higher than the other, or one is better than the other, because again, it's a different style of football, and it takes a it takes a different style of athlete to be able to succeed in both, exceed in one or the other, yet let alone both. So um, I think uh, even though I did have a really easy time making that transition, being an American player, a lot of guys don't really have, you know, really don't adjust to it as well. So um, yeah, that was the biggest takeaway. The level and a lot of those guys are still on NFL radars. They're young, they're coming out of college. They probably just finished being in NFL camps. Just probably good football players. So, um, yeah, I just had to make sure, you know, I was able to, you know, adjust from the, the speed of things in terms of Canada to the U.S. and adjust to the size and the strength of the players as opposed to came to the U.S. And I've been a pretty good job in a short amount of time. Right on. 
Well, Derek, thanks a lot for, for checking in and, and sharing the latest uh, steps on your journey. Maybe we'll see you back playing three-down football uh, this this summer. And, of course, uh, I know I hope you and your family stay safe and healthy through all this, man. Thank you for checking in. Sure, I appreciate it, man. Same to you as well. Okay. That is Derek Dennis. I've uh, been playing in the XFL and the offensive lineman with the uh, New York Guardians. Uh, had been a Calgary Stampeder in the uh, CFL. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, an interesting time for him. As he said, his family, is his uh, wife and his child are in Arizona, and he's uh, right now in New York City with his, with his parents. So I'm glad he, we were able to get his, uh, his perspective. And he said that, you know, they have some curfews in place in, in New York, and they're trying to adapt with everything that is going on, uh, going on as well. This portion of the show presented by Furnace Family. You can experience the Furnace Family difference. Your furnace replacement specialist with over 500 five-star Google reviews call 7804-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. Uh, there was a trade in the NFL today, by the way. Wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins goes to Arizona. He's had over 1,100 yards in five of the last six seasons. He's still only 27 years old. And going the other way is running back David Johnson goes to Houston, who had a huge year in 2016 with almost 1,300 yards rushing. He has about that combined in the three seasons since then as he's battled some injuries. So I, I've seen a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, wow, like well, what a great deal for Arizona to get Hopkins and Johnson. Is he even going to be their number one back when he goes to Houston? Uh, how about that big contract for Ryan Tannehill with the Titans over the weekend? That's he, he got a lot of money to presumably hand off to Derrick Henry for the next four years, who had an outstanding playoff in the NFL. Uh, I mean, good for Tannehill, and they were a pretty good team. But Derek Henry was really driving the bus there. Okay, uh, we got a quick comment here from Ron before we go to break. Go ahead, Ron. Hi, Reed. I'm uh, an avid listener, and I heard the guy talk about um, how much, how the store shelves are. I've been in... uh, uh, two different stores in St. Albert and one in Edmonton, and they're well picked over. Canned goods, frozen goods. Um, it looks like they've had a run on food, even baked goods. Okay. Okay. So, well, hopefully people uh, are smart about rationing it and uh, and are responsible when buying stuff in the future. Thank you, Ron. You're welcome. Okay. That is Ron at 780-496-0063. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we're just going to do it because it's going to uplift you. And uh, it still is a sports show. One month ago today, the Edmonton Oilers beat the Carolina Hurricanes in overtime. The overtime was an absolute beauty. We're just going to play the entire thing. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad.
All right, you probably heard earlier, uh, 18 new cases of COVID-19 confirmed in the province of Alberta. We now have 74 with at least one in every provincial zone. Alberta's Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Uh, Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Dina Henshaw, is in self-isolation herself just to be safe. Uh, as she doesn't necessarily have any symptoms of COVID-19, but she's not feeling great. She's uh, unsure as to how many of these cases in Alberta involve community transmission. I do know that the majority uh, that have been reported to me did have a travel connection. Um, so while the numbers, again, remain high every day, uh, it's a reminder that our system is finding those travel-related cases to prevent any further spread in the community. And, and with Hin- no, Hinshaw was speaking over a video feed since she's in self-isolation, and she says she hopes to serve as an example of what to do if you start feeling sick. If you are not feeling well, stay home, self-isolate. We cannot risk exposing our co-workers and neighbours if we are sick. This is what our new normal looks like. Okay, and a full news update coming up at 7 o'clock. Always check out globalnews.ca, globaltelevision630ched.com for the latest on COVID-19. Well, let's, uh, let's go down memory lane. We're not going that far back down. One month ago today, it was a matinee. It was the Oilers in Carolina. It went to overtime. It was a great game. It was a great finish. Here's Jack Michaels and Bob Stoffer with the call of the OT. Face off at center, Oilers traveling right to left. And off the draw, Carolina Slavin put it up the middle. That's taken. A nifty move to the net. Wrist shot fought off by Mike Smith. A great save against Taravainen. And here's a lead pass from Kleppbaum to Dreisaitl. Edmonton right to left. Dreisaitl over the line. What time are Yamamoto redirected out of play by Aho? 4.39 left in the OT. And that's where Kyler Yamamoto is at right now. Nine goals, 18 points in the 18 games he's played for the Oilers, and he draws the opening assignment in overtime. Eric Stahl out to take these draws. Like, he's a 56% guy. Jordan is pretty good, too. He's also a 56% guy. Face-off against Leon Dreisaitl. Battle, and Jordan Stahl is able to win the draw. Keynes will curl it back to center. Here's Svechnikov. Dishes back, and Brett Pesci will regroup. Dry Settle, Yamamoto, and Kleppbaum stay out there. 40 seconds into overtime. The game is tied at three. The Oilers and Canes have earned at least a point for the tie-in regulation. Lead pass right-hand side, Jordan Stahl. Hits the line. He'll give it up for Svechnikov. Takes it behind the net. Waiting, dishing, and out of the reach of Brett Pesci, who had snuck down low against Kleppbaum. Then he got smashed against the boards, and Kleppbaum able to fork it free. Drysaddle with a head of steam. Taking out wide. Back defensively is Natchez. Drysaddle thought about taking him to the hole, but he's been on the ice for 66 seconds, so he lays it back to Kleppbaum and will change. Ethan Bear has come out. Kleppbaum needs to get off as well. Nugent Hopkins is out there, and now Kleppbaum will change and be replaced by Darnell Nurse. So a 2-D look with Nurse, Bear, Nugent Hopkins. First time I can remember that utilized by the Oilers in OT. Bear down the middle of the ice. Nugent Hopkins streaks in. Play to the corner by Reimer. Carolina able to battle. Trip up. No call against Nugent Hopkins. And now Nurse will lead her regroup through center right to left. Nugent Hopkins sends a puck trickling to the corner. Aho will leave it. 
and now fired up the middle. Slavin, Natchez, a breakaway. Nurse gets back, drop pass. Natchez tried to give it back, and no shot. What a play by Nurse. Lying on his belly, he was able to deny a two-on-one, and somehow Carolina doesn't get a shot off. Nurse has had a whale of a trip. 2.50 to go in overtime. We are tied at three. Oilers have three forwards on the ice right now, Jack. Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl, and Yamamoto. Why not? They've been the best line in the league for the last month. Let him win it in OT. Drysaddle comes in over the line, dishes off. Nugent Hopkins high slot. Dangles, waits, left circle. Punches it down low for Kyler Yamamoto. Oilers for the win. Yamamoto cross-size poked away. Drysaddle hustles after it at center. Now Nugent Hopkins will change, replaced by Kleppbaum. Drysaddle went over the line. Breaks between defenders. Shot! Deflected wide. Rebound. Oscar Kleppbaum on the puck. What a game this has turned out to be. Here come the Canes. Down the right-hand side. Winning a battle. Waiting is Halla. Drop pass. Gardner. Short side. Back door. Why? Why was that a passed-up opportunity? It was given right back by Tara Vinen. No stick for Smith, but he makes the save. Rebound on Tara Vinen. I can't believe he gave that back. He had a wide-open one-timer. Kleppbaum skates up through center. Drysaddle take it down. No penalty called. Breakaway Ajo. Wrist shot denied. Rebound off the side of the net. What action. This is NHL overtime. Up the left-hand side. Drysaddle's got the puck. Cross ice. Broken up. Ajo back in across the line. Denied by Smith who saves the game again. Three all. Minute 20 to go. Listen to this crowd. Pesci up the left-hand side. Natchez gathering steam. Waiting. Moving. Here's a shot, and that missed over the crossbar, and now it's a race for the puck. Drysaddle with Ajo back. Jordan is Archibald. Centering pass, Archibald. Richard score! Josh Archibald wins the game! 4-3 Edmonton in overtime! Un- Believable. Leon Dreisaitl got cleaved to the ice. A non-call. Dave Tippett feeling it with his players. I mean, Dreisaitl completely hauled down by Svechnikov. Gave Aho a breakaway. Two unbelievable saves by the Oilers netminder Mike Smith. And then back the other way, Dreisaitl setting up Archibald. What a beauty. What a beauty. Unbelievable, Jack. Good call by you, too. That is a tremendous hockey game. Wow. What a great, great hockey game. Well, how did you like that? Wow, that was good. Jack's going to be on the show in about 10 minutes. That was one month ago today. Somebody texted in, this is making me sad. Well, I'm sorry for that. I guess it's going to make you sad, but maybe a little bit happy. Maybe bittersweet. Maybe that's the definition of bittersweet, hearing that overtime. What a tremendous overtime it was. Uh, Jack completely dialed in for that call, as he often is. And, yeah, that was the play. And it's a little easier to listen to it when you know how it's going to end, isn't it? <laughs> you can enjoy it a little more. Uh, Dreisaitl chasing down the puck on the right wing. Ajo trying to get back to defend. Dreisaitl gets the pass through to Archibald, who's in front, and gets a quick shot away to beat James Reimer. In, in my mind, one of the uh, best games of the year involving the Edmonton Oilers 
and uh, perhaps one of their most satisfying victories as they went in there on a back-to-back after beating Florida the day before and uh, playing a, a pretty good Carolina team. I guess Edmonton and Carolina kind of in the same weight class for most of the season, and Archibald Banks, the game winner, and Mike Smith made some big saves in overtime. We we will bring you some uh, memorable moments of the Oilers season, or maybe even past seasons, as we continue to move along here on uh, on Inside Sports in the uh, days and weeks to come. We don't know when the NHL is going to be back. The league did say today players can go to their homes in terms of where they actually uh, live in the offseason, including players from Europe. Players will have to self-quarantine when they arrive at their destinations. The NHL has said, you know, they're trying to be optimistic here. Uh, 60 days, the CDC has said you can't have any large gatherings. The NHL would ideally like to have a training camp in 45 days and then start playing in 60 days so we're looking at may 11th for play contingent uh, potentially resuming i don't know i mean we, we know we're in this for the long haul and we know there are things going on here more important than sports but the nhl doing its best to plan if they can come back and play uh, the league has asked for building availability dates through the end of july in 94-95, because of the lockout the playoffs started may 6th that was pretty late they awarded the stanley cup june 24th 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.